Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us because today I'm going to shine a floodlight on a program that I absolutely love. It's called the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program. And uh, if I get my way, by this time next year, we'll have a sustainable fill-in-the-blank for all 50 states uh, for schools program because this program is worth replicating. It is amazing. We have the program director for Sustainable Jersey for Schools, uh, Heather McCall, with us. We also have a whole crew of the superstars from Long Branch Public School District in New Jersey, uh, from the superintendent to teachers to their sustainability officer. And I am so excited to talk with each and every one of them about this program and about how the public school district in Long Branch has implemented the program, and they're really rock stars. So let's dive right in with Heather McCall. She's the program director for Sustainable Jersey for Schools. Welcome to Go Green Radio, Heather. So glad we could have you on. Hi, Jill. Thanks for inviting us. You bet. Well, you know, we have listeners from around the world. We've been doing Go Green Radio for over 10 years, but I believe that Sustainable Jersey for Schools is one of the best programs for greeting a school that I have ever seen, and I want all of my listeners to hear about it. So even if they aren't in New Jersey, you know, the free resources that you have on your website are worthwhile for any school to take advantage of. So I'd love to start by having you talk to us about how schools in New Jersey actually get started with the program. What are the first few steps? Uh, Sure, Jill. Uh, Thanks. I'm going to just back up and mention that um, Sustainable Jersey for Schools is part of a larger movement in New Jersey um, that's existed for the past 10 years through the nonprofit Sustainable Jersey Municipal Program, uh, sustainablejersey.com. Through the municipal certification program, uh, over 80% of the cities and towns in New Jersey have these grassroots green teams on the ground, and they're implementing a wide variety of sustainability activities. So um, we are a growth of a very successful um, municipal-based program here in New Jersey. And so um, five years ago, we had the opportunity, uh, the right, the timing was right, and we partnered with the New Jersey School Boards Association, building on some of their previous work, doing pilot programs around sustainability curriculum and uh, building practices and policy practices with a handful of schools. And we were able to launch the Sustainable Jersey for Schools certification program. Uh, so schools that want to participate in the program um, must have a resolution to participate passed at the school board level, getting that buy-in from the policymakers and the budget makers. And then individual schools within the district can opt in with a letter from their principal and superintendent. The, um, what I want to mention is the program is free and voluntary. There's no budgetary line item associated with it. Uh, it's not a mandate. Um, we're asking schools to take their sustainability practices to the next level and uh, adopt practices that are above and beyond what's required by law. Uh, So I'm so glad you have Long Branch here because they are an example of a school that's doing above and beyond activities everywhere from the school board uh, to to the classroom. 
So um, what we provide is, is a structure and a mechanism for collaboration within the school and the district to prioritize and achieve their sustainability goals. Um, you mentioned the website. The website is, is wide open uh, to anybody who clicks on it right now. It's uh, sustainablejerseyschools.com. And what we'll find is uh, detailed guidance, what we call actions, different activities that schools can undertake, uh, connections to resources, um, examples from other New Jersey schools, um, basically just taking the legwork out of solving common problems that all schools have. And then we take it a step further by um, providing implementation grants to our participating schools so that they can have, uh, they can fund small projects, get people excited about what they're doing. And over the past four years, we've awarded $1.8 million in grants. Wow, that that is something else. And, you know, there are a lot of schools and a lot of school districts that are on board with the program. Some are just dipping their toe in the water. But as you mentioned, Long Branch has dived right into the deep end of the pool. And I'm so excited to bring on Dr. Michael Salvatore, the superintendent of Long Branch Schools. You know, a lot of times, you know, when schools are trying, trying to go green, you might have a, a passionate parent or teacher who really tries to do this. But the thing that's great about the way Long Branch branch has done it is from the top down and and everybody in between there's this commitment to the program and to to sustainable schools so dr salvatore it's great to have you on the show and all of the schools in your school district are not only registered but they are certified and that's a big task with the sustainable jersey for schools program and and as superintendent i'd love to hear what are the the greatest benefits you see for your students and for your schools what do they get out of participating in sustainable jersey for schools Sure. Well, good morning, Go Green Radio listeners. And Jill, we're excited to be on this morning. And I'm, I'm excited to brag about what our kids are doing, what our teachers are doing, and what our community has invested in. Um, so some of the benefits that we've found are not just introducing children to new concepts. I mean, we really are, whether it be measuring air quality or just eating healthy or harvesting vegetables. We are doing so much more, and it's really they've become little celebrities in our town. Mm. They're, they're, uh, they've really uh, learned how to kind of generate an idea and, and make a pitch uh, and sell it to this community. They've been all, uh, all over social media. They've been uh, on our local TV channel, uh, whether it be a, a straw-free campaign or a recycling campaign. And, uh, you know, we have the, our, some of our youngest children um, in our, our lower grades uh, participating in this. And it's, to me, it's just such great pride to watch a seven- or eight-year-old child convince a, a city municipality uh, and their, their uh, local governance uh, to invest in a straw-free campaign. They were actually going around to different restaurants in our community, different <laughs> businesses, and selling the idea on how important it was to protect sea turtles in our community. And in a day and age when there's so many things on people's plates and so many things to consider, it's, uh, it might be the last thing they're thinking about. But I'll tell you, it's so convincing to have uh, you know, a young leader step before you and tell you something they're passionate about. And I believe it's really changed the, uh, the culture within our community to really think about sustainable practices uh, be way beyond auditing energy, uh, way beyond... Um, utility usage. It's really about how they can uh, practice uh, sustainable behaviors in their everyday life. 
I love that. You're, you're raising up a whole generation of 21st century leaders. That is amazing. And, and there's a lot of what's cool is that you can get out onto the Sustainable Jersey for Schools website and you can actually look up what the schools in Long Branch are doing. There are photos. I had such a good time researching for this show because I could see photos and student work and so many pieces of evidence that are, were so inspiring what you guys are doing. I absolutely love it. I want to bring on Kelly Stone. She's an elementary school teacher and a sustainability rock star. Um, Kelly, I saw that the New Jersey First Lady visited your school. Um, and I'd love for you to tell us about what you and your students showed her when she visited your elementary school. Sure. Thanks so much. Um, she, she did come. First Lady Murphy came with Commissioner McCabe, um, who's the commissioner for the Department of Environmental Protection in New Jersey. And our students were so excited to greet them and take them on a tour of our building. They brought them up to our library and sang them a song. Um, it was the um, Let It Grow song from Dr. Seuss's The Lorax. Mm-hmm. And they prepared questions to ask her, telling her about the great stuff that's going on at our school and what she was going to do for New Jersey to bring this message to the whole state. Um, they asked her things about saving, uh, from saving energy to uh, lessening fossil fuel use um, to helping community gardens in the area and even anti-idling policies. Um, they were so excited to take her on a tour through our school. They got to show off our greenhouse, which was constructed by the students and the maintenance crew in Long Branch out of 2,000 recycled soda bottles. Um, <gasps> It was just amazing. They had such a great time uh, for bottle filling stations and our composting piles. Um, they showed her pictures of students planting trees for Arbor Day, um, trash audits where our principal got right involved in sorting trash in our cafeteria. Uh, it was a whole day of fun activities for them. That is so cool. Congratulations, Kelly. That, that's a big deal to have the First Lady come and see all of the accomplishments that your school has been working on so hard. Diego, I want to bring you on. Uh, you are the social and environmental sustainability officer for the Long Branch School District. And I would love to hear more about what role you play in helping your schools get certified in the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program. All right, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, I can talk about that all day. Uh, <laughs> but I'll be brief. Uh, I mean, there are many aspects of my position, but the concept is simple. It's just come along uh, and help our teachers with the support they need in order for them to, you know, get the gardens planted and get the supplies they need. And as far as the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program, um, a lot of the work that I put in uh, is the evidence, is collecting evidence about the amazing things our students and teachers are, are doing in our district. And as you saw, a lot of the information online, uh, you might have seen some videos, some pictures. Uh, that's the fun stuff I get to do. I love doing that stuff. My background is in uh, editing videos and creating uh, digital content. So if, I don't know if you had a chance to check out some of our videos, some of our photos, some of our reports. So all that stuff, it sounds monotonous to sit back and have to put together, but I actually enjoy seeing it because... I go out there and I see it on social media. Just, I just follow our teachers, follow our principals, our school leaders, and whatever they're putting out there, um, we agree to put, put a hashtag, uh, uh, Green Wave Greener. That, that's going to allow us to put everything in a sort of a digital folder, you know, the way hashtags work. 
Yeah. So if I'm looking for a certain uh, event that happened throughout the year or, uh, you know, pictures of vegetables and gardens that our students uh, have planted, I go on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, we use all those platforms. I look up hashtag uh, Green Wave Greener, and there, everything is there organized in the perfect folder for me, and I can grab those pictures and photos and put it in a report and type up uh, whatever, um, whatever action that goes into I can go ahead and find the evidence and put it all together. So that's to the capacity that I've worked at Central Office to just support our teachers and make, make sure that all those things get recorded for the world to see what our amazing job our students are doing here in Long Branch. Well, that's an awesome job to have. These are stories worth telling. So great job to you, Diego. Vade, I want to bring you on. You're a world history teacher at the middle school in Long Branch. And in looking at your certification report, I can see that your school does a lot with sustainability work. What are your maybe top one or two favorite sustainability achievements at your school? Okay, thank you, thank you for having me on, Jill. Um, we've completed so many different projects in the middle school. Um, going green is one of my favorite topics to talk mm-hmm. about. But our fa- my favorite at the school that we do is our outdoor garden. Oh. We plant herbs and vegetables that we use in our cafe. This cafe in particular is run by special needs students that teaches them life skills, such as cooking, and they use the vegetables from the garden. In the summertime when school is in, in session, what they do with the vegetables is we sell them. And the proceeds from the, um, the sales go back into the garden uh, for the following year. Uh, the second thing that I absolutely love doing is um, working with students to make sure that our teachers and students are recycling. And in fact, because of our um, diligence, we have moved our recycling pickups from once a week to three times a week. So um, wow. that is a huge improvement, and it's keeping all this trash out of our landfills. And, and you know what's great about that, Vade, is that, you know, it, it isn't just teaching the students something important, and it isn't just greening your school. That is a community-at-large benefit, because I know that the state of New Jersey is in a situation where, you know, many years ago, you had a couple hundred landfills, and now the state is down to about 13, and so there's just not a lot of space left in your landfills, yeah. and the longer that you can, you know, in, you know keep those still operational, uh, you know, that, that's, that's going to benefit the whole community. It's not uh, cheap to build a new landfill. You don't want to do it. And it's not cheap to export your waste to somewhere else that has more landfills. So you guys are really benefiting the whole community. And that is amazing. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have so much more to talk about with Sustainable Jersey for Schools and the Long Branch Public School District. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could tune in because today is a great pleasure for me. I am getting the opportunity to highlight some real rock stars in sustainability. Uh, Today we're talking about the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program. Um, I am intimately familiar with this program. I've been working with a couple of awesome school districts in the state of New Jersey, the Newark Public School District and the Camden City School District, and they are both working on Sustainable Jersey for Schools action items. And so we look to Long Branch uh, as a school district that's kind of our role model when we're doing some of our work in those two school districts because Long Branch um, is just slaying it in every direction. They are doing such great work. And so we have several of their uh, district staff members on with us today. I want to bring on Janice, who was a uh, teacher at Morris Avenue School, which achieved silver certification, the highest certification that you can achieve in the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program. And Janice, I would love for you to talk about some of the projects that Morris Avenue did to earn that silver certification. Uh, I would love to, and thank you so much for having me on. Um, First, I'd want to say anyone who's just joining Sustainable New Jersey or trying to get all of this started, um, there's lots of things that the schools are already doing that you don't realize could be part of an action. Um, So we honestly started with some activities that we've been doing for years, but we never never formally input anything. For instance, uh, we've been giving free breakfast to our students for years in our school district. And for the action of breakfast after the bell, um, students just needed to be more aware about it. We wrote formal letters to the parents. We made sure menus were on the website to show their options for food. Um, And it was important to tell the parents, you know, just like us, if we're hungry, we're not going to work to our highest 
capacity. So we want our children ready to learn um, and not have hungry bellies. Um, but some of my favorite projects that we did uh, was definitely things that needed volunteers and time. And we did gardens. We opened up a garden. Um, the children planted seeds. They were watering. They were harvesting. And even in the winter months, we brought um, gardening indoors with our aeroponics system um, and a mobile unit. We were able to give... Um, a PD to all our staff so all the classes could participate in, in it, um, planting seeds, spinach, and they harvested during the school years as well. Um, and lastly, um, every year we have one or two teachers that have been awesome to help us out with our innovative projects. Um, so two years in a row we had teachers raise chickens from egg to pen. Uh, right on school property. Um, the children love it, and not only do they get to see the life cycle of the chickens, but they have the opportunity to learn about the different needs and behaviors and physical characteristics of those animals. And what the students are learning from those projects goes well beyond the classroom. You know, Their curiosity and excitement turns into conversations at home and throughout our community, and that's what we're trying to build on. I love that. That is that is so cool. And and one of these days, I want to I want to visit Long Branch, and I want to see what you guys are doing with my own eyes. Although I will say this, and I said it in the last segment, it is possible to get out on the Sustainable Jersey for Schools website and look at the reports for each of the Long Branch schools. And in those reports, you'll see pictures and and different photographs of what you guys have done and it's just so inspiring I just love it I want to bring back uh, Heather McCall who's the director of the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program and Heather one of the things that I respect so much about the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program is that in order to gain certification a school has to work on a wide variety of action items in other words you can't just do a great job of recycling and call it a day Um, schools need to earn points in numerous categories and I would love for you to help our listeners understand understand the structure of the program when it comes to that variety of action items. Our definition of sustainability is a really broad one. Um, We include people, planet, and prosperity in that definition. So yes, to use your example, um, certification cannot be achieved through just the facilities department or only through classroom initiatives. Uh, We have 19 categories within the certification program ranging from, uh, you know, food and nutrition or energy efficiency to waste management to school culture and climate. And uh, we require the schools to complete um, actions across at least six of those different categories. Additionally, uh, we require schools to complete at least two what we call priority actions. These are baseline actions that we really don't want them to go any further without touching upon at least two of these actions, things like performing an energy audit or a waste audit or delivering a sustainability lesson or connecting with the community. I love it. And I think that it's that that's one of the things I love about this program. It's so comprehensive. Um, and like you said, touches on people, planet, prosperity. I, I think it's it's one of the most well rounded environmental education programs and sustainable schools programs I've ever seen. And I just love it. Dr. Salvatore, back to you. As a district administrator, I know you have a million things on your plate every day. And the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program really does take some commitment of time and resources. I'd like for you to speak to other superintendents of public school districts who might be a little bit apprehensive about getting involved in the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program. What advice would you give to superintendents who might be fearful that it's a little too much to take on. Sure. I think one of the 
best pieces of advice is to not see it as another initiative with a, with an eye roll, right? <laughs> because <laughs> education is plagued with initiatives, whether it be um, something from Future Ready uh, to literacy uh, initiatives in the classroom. This is not just another initiative. This is actually a way of changing the entire scope and lens of teaching, learning, and leadership. And so my advice to them is jump in the water. You know, uh, occasionally people say, you know, stick your toe in and feel it. No, jump in. Because when you do, you're, you're going to realize it changes your, your whole entire scope of what's a priority and what isn't a priority. And there are so many passionate people in the schools about this topic. And I think that's the most important piece is find the people who are passionate. Today you're talking with Heather and Denise and Kelly and Diego. These people, they, they live it. They're passionate about it. And they're not, um, they're not unique in a sense that every school has people that are passionate about this initiative. Uh, so you have to find them, and they will carry it. They, the, the people I'm, I just named have carried this program and helped inspire and um, kind of spark a passion for this and other people who wouldn't have otherwise volunteered their time and commitment. Uh, so you may start with saying that there are pretty obvious financial benefits uh, with doing energy audits and uh, energy-saving uh, sustainable behaviors. So that everybody buys into the financial benefit because you can, in time, save jobs, save programs, and preserve quality in your district. But when you really get into what this is about, this is about our future leaders, our, our youngest minds, and helping to influence them and teach them how to influence others into change practices and behaviors. An example is my daughter actually goes to school here, works with Kelly uh, over at GLC school, and she comes home uh, super excited about what she's learning in her Power Save Club, and she's telling us, Dad, turn off the TV if you're not watching. Dad, turn off the lights. I mean, it becomes a little annoying, but it, the truth <laughs> is it's, I, I see what we're giving our children, and uh, that's, the, that's the greatest gift. So to other leaders out there, you know, when you're changing the, the vocabulary uh, and, and the perception around energy and, and living a, a quality, healthy lifestyle, uh, that's the best that we can do for our kids. Uh, so, so jump on in, find those passionate people, and, and surely it will take off. Well said. And, and I think it's so important to hear from people in your position. I know that that will mean a lot to your linear counterparts in other school districts. Diego, I want to I shift our focus to you. You know, I, I don't know if you even know this, but uh, our listeners do. In addition to being the host of Go Green Radio, I'm the founder of the Go Green Initiative. I founded it in 2002. And in that capacity, I have the privilege of working with school districts in all 50 states and in 73 countries around the world. The thing is, only a few of those school districts that I work with have sustainability officers. Um, but I know a whole lot of college graduates who would love to serve in your capacity for a school district. Can you tell us a little bit about how a school district without a sustainability officer might find room in the budget to hire one? And I'm wondering if it's accomplished through energy savings grants. I, I don't know what. Help us understand where there might be opportunities to have more people like you helping our schools go green. Sure. It all starts with uh, the leadership, really, of the administration or the, the school or the university. Uh, if they want to head to, towards a sustainability uh, direction and create a culture of sustainability, they would need to find, you know, current employees that are very passionate about this. Um, they don't necessarily need to create a whole different position. 
um, but it can be an add-on to what they do, whether it's a stipend or just uh, shared responsibilities where they take a part of their, their current job and divide it where they're performing some of the tasks that I do. And in this case where it's an entire position or, or most of my position is dedicated to sustainability, it's about convincing uh, the board members or whoever uh, the authority is in that organization about the importance of um, creating a sustainable culture, you know, under the three pillars of sustainability, social equity and environmental protection and economic uh, benefits. So, I mean, when you look at somebody in my role, uh, the savings that I can bring to the district, whether it's in energy savings or bringing in grants, uh, creating a culture of wellness and health for the staff, so, you know, the insurance bills are less, uh, and, and creating really a... Uh, a culture that everybody's excited and enthusiastic about helping the environment, but also uh, teaching a new, a new generation of students about the importance of, you know, protecting our environment. Well said. And, and I think that's great advice. You know, you kind of gave us a few milestones to look at in a, a phased approach for school districts. So thank you for that. Kelly, I want to bring you back on. Uh, your school earned silver certification last August, so that is awesome. Um, and I noticed that your school earned a, a lot of points in a category called Education for Sustainability. Um, and I know that there's quite a bit of documentation that's required to earn points for a lesson um, in that category. Talk to us about what teachers need to submit in order to earn points in the Education for Sustainability action items. Sure. Um, it is quite a bit to uh, upload and to document for those categories, but you can earn a lot of points that way. Um, the main thing is your lesson planning. You want to look at what you're aiming for um, in that focus, what uh, environmental objectives you're trying to reach. So the Sustainable Jersey for Schools has this guideline through their Education for Sustainability questionnaire, and it talks about sustainable topics. Um, and from there, if you're picking one or two of those, um, it goes into um, talking a little bit more about um, enduring understandings from that. Uh, so understanding that diversity makes our lives possible, um, thinking really far into the future. It all begins with a change in, beha- uh, in thinking, behavior changes. We're all responsible for it. Um, and then talks about how you're going to uh, give this lesson to the kids, whether it's inquiry-based, experimental, uh, place-based um, student learning. Uh, it incorporates all disciplines. So that kind of acts as the planning. You create this lesson plan. You upload both of those documents, and you take lots of pictures during it. Um, and the great part about it is you don't have to give tests or anything like that. It's project-based. The kids can do great activities, and you score it with a rubric. And then you upload some of that evidence. You attach your common core standards, and you fill out this description of your activity, and it all goes from there. Um, our third graders are great for this one. Uh, New Jersey gives tree saplings to all third graders in the state of New Jersey for free every year. So we order these tree saplings. They come in. The kids um, talk about the trees in our, on, on our school grounds. Um, they do an inventory of those trees. We look at the tree we're, we're getting, the sapling. They learn a lot about that type of tree. Uh, they get to plant it. Um, we do all kinds of activities. We, we experiment it with it in the it growing in the light, growing in, in the shade. They get to bring these plants home and plant them in their own communities at home. Um, and it kind of just takes that topic further, and they learn lots about trees and uh, the forest 
in New Jersey and how we can um, create more uh, areas where the, the forest is not being cut down and you see posters all over our school during this time where the kids are promoting planting trees because it's great for animals and their habitats. Um, so it, it kind of encompasses everything. And then, like I said, you just upload the evidence and it goes from there. I love it. And the thing is, I'm sitting here in California and everybody thinks we are so green, but I am jealous as all get out <laughs> that you guys have that kind of support from the state that every one of those kids are getting a tree sapling and they get to learn in that detail about their ecosystem. I, I just, I'm wild about everything I'm hearing uh, going on there in New Jersey. Heather, I want to bring you back on because I want to b- talk about the one and only mandatory action in the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program if you're going to get certified, and that is forming a green team. And the documentation and the requirements are very specific. And I think they really help schools and districts make sustainability an all-hands operation. Talk to us about those requirements for earning points on the green team action item. Yeah, the green team uh, is representative of the whole school community. Um, it's, a, it's a great mechanism for cross, um, cross-silo communication. I remember uh, visiting uh, one school who was thinking about participating in the program, and when we met together with folks who were interested in the green team, it was the first time that the superintendent had been in the room with the facilities director, had been in the room with the science supervisor, and the facilities director was, was just telling how all the carpet in the school was made out of recycled uh, soda bottles. And the science supervisor's eyes just lit up. He had no idea because there wasn't this regular opportunity for various parts of the school to interact. So the green team is our mandatory um, action. It's the uh, the thing that um, we ask schools to do. Uh, it includes not just educators and administrators, but ideally the facilities director, food service provider, nurse, maybe members of the town green team from the Sustainable Jersey Town Green Team, uh, parents, students, and more. Um, and, and we do. We recognize, as Dr. Salvatore was saying, that there's so many initiatives that school staff are pulled to implement. So we really want to make sure that members of the green team um, are not, you know, voluntold to participate. <laughs> um, and and, uh, and in that spirit, um, we we do partner with um, the local union representatives to make sure that they um, are included and asked to nominate members of the green team. In fact, our statewide education association, um, NJEA is uh, very supportive of the program, and they are one of our main funders. They, fund, uh, they funded over half a million dollars of our annual grant cycles um, to Sustainable Jersey Schools because they recognize that the program supports healthy schools environments for their employees and a whole host of things that are also important uh, to them as an association. Um, that is in terms terrific. Of, yeah. And actually, yeah. we're going to pick up on this in just a moment. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but the fact that you involve the unions in such a thoughtful way is is a big plus and we're going to talk just a little bit more about that in a moment don't go away folks there's much more go green radio right after this Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson, in The Sea Around Us, said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. And if you're just joining us, let me catch you up. Our guests today are talking about a green schools program that I am wild about. It's called Sustainable Jersey for Schools. And if I could have one wish for the green schools movement, it would be that every state in the United States picks up on this program and creates a program just like it for the schools in their state because it is so, so good. Um, We were talking before the break with Heather McCall the director of this program, and we were talking about the one and only mandatory item, and that is the green team formation. And and Heather, I am sorry, I had to cut you off in the middle of your explanation. So I want to give you a chance to finish what you were talking about in that the importance of that green team uh, formation. Yeah, so I was just, the, the green team, you know, again, the schools are tight with time, and, you know, and, and availability to work on initiatives, and we do see um, schools getting creative in, in working the green team activities into their programs. Some uh, districts might include stipends in the teacher contracts. Um, other schools who don't have that flexibility might release teachers from a hall monitoring obligation or cafeteria duty um, to work on a green team initiative. We see a lot of green teams maximizing their efforts um, using our master action tracking spreadsheet, which is on our website, where they can pop it into a Google Drive and talk to each other in between green team meetings and uh, continue continue that progress with the limited time that they have. And as you can see from the, the 242 certified schools, you know, they are making it work and they're just doing an extraordinary job. 
Yes, they are. And it's inspiring as can be. Janice, I want to go to you because I think one of the things that might surprise our listeners is that the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program isn't just about saving the planet. We've alluded to that earlier, but there's an emphasis on human wellness, too. And I would love for you to talk to us about some of the ways that your school earned points for both policies to promote physical activity for the students and staff staff wellness for the adults on campus. I would love to. This is uh, one of the things I'm passionate about. Um, at the Morris, Morris Avenue School, uh, let me just say, we have the smallest children in the district. We have the three- and four-year-old preschoolers and the mm-hmm. kindergartners. So you can do this in any age uh, group. And one of the things we incorporated was yoga once a month for every student in the building. And this was in addition to kindergarten students already receiving physical education once a week and all the students receiving gross motor, um, minimum of 45 minutes, usually an hour a day. Um, But in addition to even the yoga and all of that, um, the district incorporated something called brain breaks, um, and it's utilized in the classrooms when needed on a rainy day or as often as the teachers would like when the students do need a little brain break. Um, So we also use a different program called Go noodle and that's in lieu of the brain breaks but they both do the same thing and they both calculate the time that the students are uh, interacting with it. So in addition to those other things we were able to find out that the students were using those programs an average of 380 minutes a year in the classrooms. So they are getting their, yeah it's so awesome. Um, So it's fabulous and we can keep track and that is a an easy way for someone to keep track to submit for the action. But in regards to the staff wellness, um, healthy employees are a critical component component of a thriving school, right? So um, we implemented a staff wellness program at Morris Avenue. Um, every month I sent out a wellness newsletter with the dates of our workouts, and we had workout Wednesdays and walking Tuesdays. Uh, we sent out the healthy recipe. Um, but we also, the district has a partnership health right on campus, and every Monday they have Mindful Mondays. So we have yoga for the teachers as well. Um, so this is a whole district thing. Um, all the different schools do a different fun night. At Morris Avenue in May, we always do family fun and fitness night, uh, bringing the parents and the students back to school to exercise together and to learn some activities they could do at home that they may not have thought of before. Um, and we're lucky to be right here in Long Branch because even the New Jersey Kids Marathon is held here in Long Branch. So um, all the families are invited and encouraged to attend as well as all our staff. So we do a lot here with the physical portion of it. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. And I think sometimes people forget what a big component of sustainability health and wellness is. And so I love what you guys have done there. Again, Long Branch is a role model uh, for school sustainability. I love it. Thank you. You bet. Diego, I want to shift to you because... Uh, You know, your school district, from what I can see on all that I read on the Sustainable Jersey for Schools website, you invest in professional development for sustainability. And I would love for you to talk to us about the ways that you do that and and maybe even most importantly, how that investment of of resources into professional development for sustainability has paid off for the district. Sure. And before I jump into that, I just wanted to say that Dr. Salvatore is uh, here. We joined us. Uh, oh, so he's, he's on the line. Yeah, yeah. So our 
professional development comes from not only uh, conferences and workshops that we attend on a yearly basis, but most of it comes from we learn by doing it. Um, a lot of the stuff that we're doing, we're kind of pioneering, so it's, I, we can't just go to a rule book or to a conference that's, that teaches how to build uh, you know, a specific structure in a specific spot in our school. So a lot of the partnerships, a lot of the professional development that we, uh, we are involved in comes from our local staff members from different schools because, as you know, we have nine schools. Mm-hmm. So we're able to replicate things that we do at the elementary school at another elementary school uh, and things of that nature. And a big, uh, and, uh, talking about partnerships, uh, you want to partner with local community organizations to make the stuff that you want to make happen happen. It's the only way. It's, it's the many hands helping out. But I will mm-hmm. say that the, the main partnership you want to establish is within your local organization, and that's with your facilities and buildings and grounds department, because they are the ones that are going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting and, and work as far as, you know, tilling the soil, or let's say you want to, uh, you know, plant a garden where there's currently grass. So you need those people to help you out. So that's a good partnership to have. Some organizations are so big that sometimes we don't know the people that are on that capacity, but definitely start there. And then look outside of your own organizations. You know, most municipalities, they will have an environmental commission or a master gardeners group or even a farmer's market. And those are the people that we have partnered with to grow and expand our reach in our community. So when we are planting our gardens, um, we realize that we have more vegetables than we know what to do with. Mm -hmm. So we can partner with our local farmer's market, and we've been doing that for the past two years where we actually set up a, a tent there during the summer months, and we have our students not only harvest it, well, they, they plant, you know, they, they take care of every single step, and then the last step is harvesting it and then going to market. So now there's an extra lesson that they're learning in entrepreneurship as far as being their own uh, boss and having their own business because they're actually handling the cash and counting the till at the end of the day and doing math and trying to upsell customers as far as <laughs> selling more vegetables. If, if a purchase ends at 250 they might want to say, hey, why don't you take an extra carrot, and that's going to be $3. And they have been doing that. It's amazing to witness that. So, and, again, it. the professional development goes all across the board, and that's how we, we keep it going is by, by learning and doing. I love it. That, that is awesome. And, Dr. Salvatore, I want to bring you back in because your school district has done so well and has just done excellent work on the energy action items, which are, you know, critical. We know that energy is a huge component of every community's greenhouse gas emissions, and you guys are, are taking control of that with some energy tracking and benchmarking and audits. I'd love to give you a chance to talk about the, the excellent work that you've done to track energy energy and, and conduct energy audits and all that you've done there? Sure. Uh, well, let me just start the purpose behind beginning those uh, processes is just really to preserve quality. I mean, we were taking a look at the fiscal landscape down the road and saying, wow, we are going to have to reduce our programs. We're eventually going to have to reduce staff if we don't start doing something to make sure we're sustainable. Mm-hmm. So we started taking the low-hanging fruit, the simple things putting sensors um, in our classrooms for lights, reminding people to turn their computers off when they left each night, each weekend. And we started there, and it started to grow. Uh, And tracking energy was a big piece to that. It's the same way you would audit anything you learn about. um, You learn information. You learn about the systems. We were going into schools doing extensive auditing, uh, sometimes up to 30 times a month, uh, listening audits where you actually would go in on a Saturday and just listen to hear what, 
uh, machinery was operating. And then to begin to cut back some of that, not just with energy controls, but to assess whether we really need to keep some of our big machines operating. Uh, and we reduced that. And as a result of that, we were able to uh, save, I think this past year, we just exceeded $2 million in energy savings. Uh, so uh, wow. we started, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And we started with the concept, let's just preserve our quality. We don't want to lay off our staff. We don't want to reduce our quality of programs. So let's take the low-hanging fruit. Let's address the, the lights. Uh, and we even to this day, we're still uh, involved in an energy savings improvement program where we are changing everything to LED, changing all of our boilers to highly efficient uh, systems. So th- this is not a process that was done simply for sustainable New Jersey to get points and gold certified or silver certified. This was a process to really sustain a, our quality and preserve our quality for the long term. Well, and it, what's brilliant about that, Dr. Salvatore, is that this is something that even the most economically challenged school districts can get behind because the state of New Jersey has done such a great job of providing a lot of free resources, energy audits and things like that that can be accessed at no cost. And and again, schools can find out about those programs through the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program website. It's such a portal for, you know, accessing all these different great resources. And and I love how accessible that is to all school districts, no matter where they fall in terms of the economics of, and affluence of their, of their community. And so that's just brilliant. I love it. Vade, I want to bring you in because I know Long Branch is right near the ocean. Um, and I'm just wondering how your geography impacts um, the topics that your students uh, might be passionate about and how that might have impacted your Sustainable Jersey for Schools plan. Thank you. Well, we are so fortunate to live and work in such an amazing town along the Atlantic Ocean. Our beaches are fabulous. Sustainability, therefore, uh, is very important to myself as well as our students. When we go to the beach, just like anyone else, we don't want to see trash littering our space. Most importantly, I am so passionate about not contributing to our offshore plastic accumulation zones. Mm-hmm. As you know, there's five around the um, the world. And we know that the breakdown of plastics uh, pose risks not in, in, to the health and safety of marine animals as well as our own health. So as part of that, what we are doing for our Sustainable Jersey Schools program is we've reached out to local businesses to try to get them to stop using straws or um, use plastic uh, paper straws as well. Um, and to go further with that, we are going to, we haven't done it yet, we've, we're in the process of working with businesses to try to stop using styrofoam and non-biodegradable containers altogether. Wow, that's a huge step. That's amazing. Well, it is. It's going to be a daunting task, but we we hope any little bit that we can get will make a difference. Well, I'm sure it will. Now, Heather, I want to go back to you because, as I've said many times, if I get my wish from this episode of Go Green Radio, you're going to be really busy fielding phone calls and emails from states across the the union. (laughs) Uh, And I hope that they all call and say, hey, how can we replicate this? But in all seriousness, what would it take to replicate the Sustainable Jersey for Schools program in other states? 
uh, you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and um, we've already uh, been contacted um, at the municipal side uh, from uh, Sustainable Connecticut, Sustainable Maryland, and the Climate Smart Communities in New York State. If you go to their websites, you'll see they look a lot like the Sustainable Jersey websites because we did help them out with infrastructure and consulting. Uh, We've also been instrumental in forming a national network of statewide local sustainability organizations, which includes 12 states. So that collaboration is already happening, um, you know, similar to our municipal certification program. So, uh, and you can find out more about that at nnsso.com. So if um, we can get the right funding configuration and um, the collaborators together, I would love to, um, to spread this around the United States. I know there's already some um, great programs for schools in Washington State and Connecticut and North Carolina. So um, we're, we're doing it, and we do have a lot we can learn from each other. Absolutely. And you've set the bar as high as I've ever seen it, um, but at the same time provided all the resources and training and, and so many grants to help schools succeed. I just love your program. Dr. Salvatore, I want to go to you for the last word and the last couple of minutes that we have for this episode. I want you to kind of look into your crystal ball a little bit and, and think about when the students that you're educating today are your age, what do you hope that they will remember most about growing up in the sustainable schools that you've created for them? Oh, I would hope that they would recall the, the campaigns that they're on and how they, they were able, even as a young child, to use their voice to uh, persuade and to pitch an idea and to actually change a course of action. So if we can get all of our youngsters to realize that they, too, have a voice, not just in the classroom or amongst peers, that they have a voice in our society and that they truly can make a difference, I think that I, I feel, certainly would feel very proud, but certainly honored uh, to serve in this capacity knowing that kids are leaving with those skills. Well, and I think that's a tremendous takeaway from all of this. And, and that is the kind of thing that I hope other schools will be inspired to to make a goal. Get out on the Sustainable Jersey for Schools website, folks. It is um, a treasure chest of resources and ideas and best practices Um Honestly, in the in the 17 years that I have been a part of the Green Schools movement, both here in the U.S. and worldwide, I've never seen a program that I love so much as I do Sustainable Jersey for Schools. So I urge you all to get out on their website, take advantage of their resources, even if you're not in the state of New Jersey. And uh, for those states who are looking for a par excellence program for their schools, let's think about replicating this program. I want to thank all of our guests today for being on with us. You guys are rock stars and I'm a fan. I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us as well. We're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. And until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.